to the Prophecy Club. I am going to call this the Rise of the World Government. I walked into Leslie last night. She was working on her next book. And I said, you know, it's amazing to me that here we've been telling people for years, I don't know, 30, 40 years, that there is a world government coming, there is a world financial system coming, and there is a world religion coming. And it is amazing to me that this seems to be happening right before people's eyes. And yet, even though it's here, they don't seem to be able to see it. So today I'm going to try to point out the world religion and the rise of it. Now, I've got a very powerful article, very important. And I'm tempted to start with the article because every time I start teaching Bible prophecy, our views go down. But in this case, I must go through a few scriptures before I get to this article for you to understand it and understand how important it is. So let's first start with Revelation 17. And there came one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials, and talked with me, saying to me, Come hither. I will show you the judgment of the great whore. Who's the great whore? Yes, there's a great whore talking about America. But in this case, it's specifically talking about the Catholic Church. Now, I don't like to beat up on the Catholic Church. I don't think there's a perfect church out there. Yes, the Catholic Church is one of the largest and unfortunately also one of the most corrupt. But I think that their church is hijacked. And I know for a fact, having met many good Catholics that really love the Lord Jesus and really know their Bible. So do not think that every person that's a Catholic is a bad person. That is not true. I assure you, I've met some very good Catholics. I will show thee the judgment of the great whore, in other words, the Catholic Church, specifically the Pope, that setteth upon many waters, with whom the kings of the earth had committed fornication, in other words, they've fallen away from Christ, and the inhabitants of the earth had been made drunk with the wine of her fornication. So all the world along has followed this Catholic, this Pope, and has fallen away from Christ, is what it's saying. So he carried me away into the Spirit, into the wilderness, and I saw a woman. Okay, this is the Catholic Church set upon a scarlet-colored beast, that is the world government, full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. This is where this ties into Revelation 13, where the seven continents are divided into ten global regions. And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls. That is saying it is a Christian church. Having a golden cup in her hand full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication, all the ways that the Catholic Church through the years has caused Christians to fall away from Christ. And upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery Babylon, the Great, the Mother of Harlots, and Abomination to the Earth. I believe that that's three names. Mystery Babylon is one name. Second name is the Great. I think that that's specifically speaking of America. Wait a minute. I thought you just said this is Catholic Church. Okay, well, yes, I am. I'll ask you this question. Are there Catholics in America? (laughs) Yes. Okay, so this specifically is talking about the Catholics in America. And I saw the woman, drunken with the blood of saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. What is it that has killed more Christians throughout history than anything else? Well, that would be the Catholic Church. And what it's saying, see, Revelation is not talking about the past. It's talking about the future, specifically the seven-year tribulation. So it's saying in the future, the Catholic Church, once hijacked by the false prophet Pope, will kill millions of Christians. That's what it's saying. And when I saw her, I wondered with great admiration. And that word wondered 
That means that John was really impressed with this woman. Well, I mean, truthfully, the world government and the Pope and the whole Catholic Church are really impressive. But he was impressed with how they had killed the saints and deceived them. The angel said unto me, Wherefore didst thou marvel? I will tell thee the mystery of the woman and of the beast that carrieth her. So he's saying, I will tell you the mystery of the Catholic Church and the world government that supports her, which hath the seven heads and ten horns. The beast that thou sawest was and is not shall ascend out of the bottomless pit and goeth under perdition. And they that dwell in the earth shall wonder whose names are not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world when they behold the beast that was and is not and yet is now. I can't go into a lot of deep explanation on the first part of that, or we won't make it where we want to go in this broadcast. But the thing I do want to point out is this. And they that dwell upon the earth shall wonder. What is wonder? It means that they are going to be mesmerized. Their mouth is going to fall open. Their eyes are going to open up. They're going to be shocked. When they see the beast, they're going to be He's going to take them. He is a man of the flesh. He is the man of the world. He's going to be the best looking, the best sounding guy that they have ever seen or heard. Listen again. It's saying that if their name is not written in the book of life, by the time the tribulation starts, they will probably not get saved. Yeah, sad to say. I mean, we want to think there'll be a whole lot of people saved, and there will, but not near as many as should be saved in the tribulation. But it's saying that if their name is not already in the book of life, they're going to wonder. They're going to swallow this guy hook, line, sinker, and fishing pole, and probably the whole boat. They're going to love this guy. Listen to what it says. And they that dwell upon the earth shall wonder. In other words, they're going to be mesmerized, shocked, amazed. They that dwell on the earth shall wonder whose names are not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world when they behold. Now, the word behold means see. So when they see the beast that was and is not and yet is, when they see the Antichrist, he is going to be so good, looking, sounding, having all the answers. He will convince them. He will convince them he is God and that they need to take the mark of the beast and that they need to give him their power and strength. All right, now let's jump to the article. This comes to us from AmericanMagazine.org, February 4, 2019. Headline, there is no alternative. We either build the future together or there will not be a future. Pope Francis said, frankly, in an important ketone address to the participants at the high-level inter-religious meeting at Abu Dhabi, February 4th. Religions in particular cannot renounce the urgent task of building bridges between peoples and cultures. You see, sometimes we got to let it soak in. So what did he just say? That's really important. Religions in particular cannot renounce the urgent task of building bridges between peoples and cultures. You know what he's saying? He's calling for world religion. He told the 700 representatives of Islam, Christianity, and Judaism. Islam, Christianity, and Judaism. Why are they there? Well, let's jump to what Terry Bennett said. Terry Bennett said, I was told that it would be a combination of three world religions, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, all brought together into one world religion, those three would be combined as a compromise, a mixture. Each of those three religions believes in, listen to this, one God, whereas the other religions have many gods. A one-world religion would be presented as a solution that will bring peace. A solution that will bring peace. Hmm, that sounds like Daniel 8.25. And through his policy, 
He shall cause craft to prosper, and that's not basket weaving, that's evil. And he shall magnify himself in his heart. And here it is, by peace shall destroy many. Well, wait a minute. If you're bringing peace, how can peace destroy many? Well, that's a very good question. Here's what he says. In order for the world to have peace, we all have to have the same God. And if you aren't accepting our God, and this guy over here pointing to the Antichrist, he's God. If you don't accept him, then you are a rebel. You are keeping the world back from moving into its wonderful realm of light, or whatever the words will be. And you have to be eliminated because you're holding back the peace of the earth. That's why it says, by peace shall destroy many. In other words, if you don't accept this guy, if you don't accept this world religion, if you don't go along with this, you're a rebel and you must be eliminated. He told the 700 representatives of Islam, Christianity, and Judaism and other religions at an open-air gathering at the memorial to the founding father of the United Arab Emirates. The time has come when religions should more actively exert themselves and courage and audacity and without pretense to help the human family deepen the capacity for reconciliation, the vision of hope, and the concrete paths of peace, Pope Francis said. Oh, huh, that's smooth. I mean, he's got some good writers. Now, what's he really saying? A time has come when the religions should exert more actively themselves with courage and audacity and without pretense. In other words, the time has come for us to form a world religion. Now, hint, say it that way. It's real smooth the way he said it. Now, let's go on. Pope Francis said, Religions cannot renounce the urgent task of building bridges between peoples and cultures. <laughs> it didn't get any better than that. You talk about smooth? What's he saying? He's saying that religions can no longer avoid the task of building a world religion. The UAE is deeply involved in the Saudi-led war in Yemen, a war that faces widespread international criticism for airstrikes killing civilians and the conflict pushing the country to the brink of famine. The document says, quote, We resolutely declare that religions must never incite war, hateful attitudes, hostility, and extremism, nor must they incite violence for shedding blood. The statement also says countries have a duty to establish a concept of, quote, full citizenship. <laughs> What's he saying? He's saying, brothers and sisters, we got to put down war. We got to put down hate. We all have to work together. Was that related to Bible prophecy? <laughs> yes, it does. Revelation seventeen twelve, And the ten horns which thou sawest are ten kings, which received no kingdom as yet, but received power as kings one hour with the beast. Here it is. These shall have one mind and should give their power and strength unto the beast. I believe what it's saying is that not only are all of the other nations of the world going to turn their military, all of their nuclear weapons, all of their weapons of war over to the beast, but they're going to give him all power. He will be the king of the earth. Whatever he says, there is no one else to veto it. Whatever he says goes. You got another scripture on that? Well, yes, actually I do. Revelation seventeen eighteen. And the woman which thou sawest is that great city which reigneth over the kings of the earth. So in this point, this is talking about how the actual ruler now is actually the Catholic Church, meaning specifically the Pope. What? The Pope? Why, well, he doesn't rule anything. He doesn't even have an army. 
Oh, but you have to understand, who is it that gives the kings the crown all throughout Europe? Uh, the answer would be Pope. And who is it that is the wealthiest person on the earth? And that would be the Pope. And what is the organization? Hmm, uh, maybe I shouldn't say that. Started to give some information that I'm not supposed to know. <laughs> but uh, I, I, can't, I can't say But let's put it this way. The Catholic Church really is in charge. They, now, Donald Trump would not admit to that, and probably the, the, uh, if there is a nation that has a little bit of power that doesn't have to listen to the Pope, it would be America, but that's only for a brief period. Now, let's go back to the article. Before he addressed the interreligious meeting, Pope Francis was given a royal welcome here. His car was flanked by a guard of honor on horseback, with Air Force planes flying overhead, as he proceeded to the presidential palace for the colorful state welcome and subsequent private conversation with the crown prince. You know what? That's the way you treat a king. That's the way you treat President Trump. Not all nations treat him that way. But that's the way a dignitary is treated, meaning that they're already accepting this guy as the leader of the world religion. Let's go on. Francis, who is greatly respected in the Muslim world, according to sources here, say the world's religion, especially, quote, at this delicate historical situation, are called to, quote, contribute actively to demilitarizing the human heart. Demilitarizing the human heart. Is that also, and they shall give their power and strength unto the beast? Yep. In other words, this is smooth. This is good. See, Trump is like a bull in a china closet with people's feelings. He just tramples around. <laughs> he, he says whatever he's thinking, and he offends people. But, oh, this pope, oh, no. No, he's smooth. And they are saying yes to this guy as he speaks, and they haven't even thought it through. They don't even know what they're really saying yes to. What they're really saying yes to is to give up their religion and to meld all the religions of the world into one world religion. They don't see it, but you and I see it. He told his representatives of the world's religions that, quote, human fraternity requires of us the duty to reject every nuance of approval from the word war. He drew their attention to the, quote, fateful consequences of war that are visible to all in Yemen, Syria, Iraq, and Libya. See, he's so smooth, he's not willing to say we need to form a world religion. He's saying we got to put down war, we got to put down hate. And, of course, everybody says, yeah, amen. But they don't see the bigger, the bigger picture coming here. We, too, in the name of God, in order to safeguard peace, need to enter together as one family into an ark, which can sail the stormy seas of the world, the ark of fraternity. <laughs> Is that smooth? Again, by peace, he'll destroy many. That's what he's doing. The Pope recalled that the logo for his visit depicts a dove with an olive branch and referred to the story found in different religious traditions of the primordial flood. He says, Today, we too, in the name of God, in order to safeguard peace, need to enter together as one family into an ark which can sail the stormy seas of the world, the ark of fraternity. He's saying world government. He outlined the path to such fraternity, the theme of his global conference, and the building of peace by emphasizing that, quote, the point of departure is the recognition that God 
is at the origin of one human family, and, quote, he wants us to live as brothers and sisters dwelling in the common home of creation which he has given us. Each person is equally precious in the eyes of God who does not look upon the human family with a preferential gaze that excludes, but with a benevolent gaze that includes. <laughs> He's good. He's good. I'm telling you, most of these people at this meeting sitting there saying, Amen. They're shaking their head right. They do not understand that he is forming a world government. He reminded them that, quote, to recognize the same rights for every human being is to glorify the name of God on earth. And consequently, quote, every form of violence must be condemned without hesitation because we gravely profane God's name when we use it to justify hatred and violence against a brother or a sister. He's talking them into giving up their sovereignty, their military, and their nuclear weapons. Quote, no violence can be justified in the name of religion, the Pope said. Pope Francis told the other religious leaders that, quote, the enemy of fraternity is an individualism which translates into the desire to affirm oneself and one's own group above others. On the other hand, he said, quote, true religious piety consists in loving God with all one's heart and one's neighbor as oneself. He insisted that, quote, each belief system is called to overcome the divide between friends and enemies in order to take up the perspective of heaven which embraces persons without privilege or discrimination. Here Francis expressed his, quote, appreciation for the, quote, the commitment of the UAE to tolerating and guaranteeing freedom of worship to confronting extremism and hatred. You know what he's doing? He is melding all of the religions and the nations together into one world government, one world religion, and yes, also one world financial system. Moreover, he said, if we believe in the existence of the human family, it follows that it must, as such, be looked after, and this happens above all through a daily and effective dialogue. You know, if you listen to this, if you were hearing him talk all the way through this, even if you <laughs> hated Catholics, even if you were totally against world government, you'd listen to this, you'd say, that's right, that's right. Okay, now let's go to another one. January 21, 1995, the angel came to speak to Dimitri Dudeman. He said, I fell asleep sometime around midnight, about 2 a.m. I heard a voice saying to me, Dimitri, wake up. I must show you something. Even though I was ill, I jumped to my feet without realizing that I was awake. Then I realized I wasn't in Romania anymore, but I found myself in America. The voice boomed at me, telling me to look to my right. I was awake. I wasn't sleeping. I was standing up, and I turned to my right. And when I looked, I saw that there was a great flock of blackbirds with very sharp, large beaks. Out of the beaks came a blinding light, which you could barely look at. From the tails, I saw flames of fire shooting out. I became very frightened. I rubbed my eyes thinking I was asleep and dreaming, but I was neither sleeping nor dreaming. This flock of birds suddenly turned into airplanes. That did not make any noise. Airplanes would go up trying to attack them, but as they drew close, they would fall to the earth in a blaze of fire. Once again, I heard the voice say, Look higher than the black planes. So when I looked above the planes, I saw a helicopter which hovered above them. On the side of the helicopter, there was a plank, like on a ship where soldiers were lined up, dressed in black, all armed the same, and about the same size. 
From the center of the helicopter, a platform began to rise up. It rose higher than the helicopter itself. Now here comes the interesting part. On the platform was a throne. The Pope was on the throne, yelling with a loud voice, I have been given power to rule the earth and to fight against the Protestants that I may overtake them. As I watched him with terror and fear because he was surrounded by a powerful force which was formed by planes personnel, suddenly a white cloud appeared and covered them. So I could no longer see anything, but out of the midst of the white cloud came a man dressed in shiny clothes, wearing a shiny crown on his head. And he spoke to me. His voice sounded like thunder. When I heard his voice, I fell to the ground. Now, let me also say something. I know a lot of you are sending me dreams and visions, and I appreciate that. But if they're YouTube, would you please tell me what time code to go and listen to and what I should hear there? A little paragraph kind of summarizing what I'm supposed to find would be very nice. But you should try to find something that has a supernatural event tied to it. You see, in this case, he's already had two different supernatural events. If it's just someone having a normal dream, that does not necessarily mean it's God, okay? The armies and the planes that you saw on the beast that sat on the helicopter, these are the Catholic powers, which will overtake the holy, that the words prophesied in Revelation may come to pass. The majority of my people will be overtaken and trampled, because their lives are not clean before their Lord. Now, you remember, this past Sunday, I was talking about how do not fear. Now, if you have sin, you have good cause to fear. But if you get the sin out of your life, then you do not have to fear these things that are coming. Tell this message to the American people. Do not be quiet, for if you are quiet, I will punish you, because the churches are fraudulent and fake. They live a life as their hearts desire, with their hands stained in blood, in adultery, sodomy, worshiping strange and foreign gods, because they have forsaken the true God, he's allowed them to go as their hearts desired. In other words, like pre-trib. Now tell them, cry out loud. Tell them to stop treading the path of their heart's desire, to repent with all their hearts, so that, in the day of the beast's anger, I may be able to save them, so that they will not deny me. The time is very short. The army of their salvation is already prepared. Again he spoke to me, look to your right. I looked to my right, and I saw such a vast army, that my eyes could not encompass it. This is the army. I have prepared to save my people from the beast's grasp. Now, he didn't say anything about a rapture. Now, I'm going to be sucked into the air. They're going to be here on earth to guide us and protect us and speak to us and those kind of things. Do not forget to tell them the words that I've told you. I will give you a spirit of remembrance. The voice continued speaking to me. I will come and bring you more revelations about the times of the end. Then again, I heard thunder. Then the white cloud disappeared. I was so terrified, I was unable to sleep for the rest of the night. That's what it sounds like when someone really hears from God. That's what I'm wanting to know. If you run across one like that, yes, I want to have it. Now, the point is, they are in the process of starting a world religion. The QFS system is the world financial system. And as soon as America falls, which apparently might not be very long at all here, that world government is going to come into place. Matter of fact, the QFS, in my opinion, is the forming of the financial part of the world government. So it's all here, brothers and sisters. Now let's go back to what Terry Bennett had said. Anybody who refuses to accept the new one world religion will be labeled as a radical terrorist and a threat to world peace. You see, that's where by peace he'll destroy many. As it goes forward, it will turn to murder. It will be declared by the religious leader in Europe that this person 
whom they will receive as their governmental leader, is God, when in reality it is the Antichrist. When this religious leader declares this man to be God, I saw hundreds of thousands of Catholics rise up and say, No. They resisted. What they knew was an attack against the Lord Jesus Christ himself. As a result, many Catholics were murdered. He also saw many Protestants resisting, and they were also put to death in great numbers. He saw millions of these resistors put to death, martyred for the refusal to accept the divinity of the Antichrist. So, yes, I know the Catholic Church has problems. My church has problems. All churches have problems. But as far as I'm concerned, I know that there are some Catholics out there that love the Lord Jesus, and I just don't get into beating up other people that name the name of Jesus. You may have noticed that. Gabriel told Terry, you will see 666 in your lifetime. You will see the number of man demonically controlled in economics, government, and religion. But when it goes to religion, that's when the mass martyrdom begins. But... When it goes to religion, which is what they're forming now, is when the mass martyrdom begins. The one world religion will be presented as a solution that will bring peace, when in reality it will be a compromise, a mixture, offered by Satan to turn the world away from the absoluteness that there is no other name under heaven whereby men can be saved but by the name of Jesus Christ. So, brothers and sisters, it is happening now. Now's the time we've got to be praying. Now's the time when, frankly, I need your help. We need to we need to have this September Solemn Assembly. We need to get these promos playing not just on one, but all of the secular TV stations all across the nation. Pray for us. And if God has blessed you and you can help, now would be a really good time. My new book, How Pre-Trib One, is divided into four quadrants. First of all, it answers the question, How Pre-Trib One? The next quadrant sets the foundations that you'll need to understand the truth about the rapture. The third segment is explaining the post-trib rapture. And the fourth section is 25 pre-trib questions answered. I believe it's going to be the definitive book that is going to finally answer the question about the rapture. Is it pre, mid, or post? It's called How Pre-Trib Won, How the Lie Beat the Truth, and the People Would Have It So. 1 for 20, 10 for 30, 20 for 45 at prophecyclub.com. Prophecyclub.com. It's a quick read that will finally answer your questions about the rapture. CornerstoneAssetMetals.com is owned by a prophecy student who reads his King James Bible and supports Prophecy Club. Call CornerstoneAssetMetals.com for gold, silver, palladium, rhodium bars, or coins. They can help you roll over your IRA, 401k, so tell CornerstoneAssetMetals.com Prophecy Club sent you. Most people agree that the book of Daniel is the most difficult book in the Bible to understand. Tribulation Secrets in Daniel explains the parts of Daniel that us tribulation saints are going to need to know. It exposes the plans of the Antichrist, how to spot the Antichrist, his physical appearance, the sound of his voice, how he rises to power and takes over the world. One for 20, but don't do that. We offer him in shrink wrap sets of 10. 10 for 30, 20 for 45 at prophecyclub.com. Tribulation Secrets in Daniel, 1 for 20, 10 for 30, 20 for 45 at Prophecy. In 2017, God blessed me by helping me to memorize the book of Revelation just as a simple project. God showed me a secret door, which is based upon a single word found in Revelation and Leviticus, linking the feasts to the prophecies. 
When linked, a person enters into an understanding of Bible prophecy not previously known. Even though I've been in the world of Bible prophecy for 40 years, frankly, I did not know anything of what is in this book. One prophetic word described it this way. There is a lock that I have put over a word in the book of Revelation that I'm going to open to you. It will turn so many books written on the end time message into obsolete books. That's this book. Two amazing prophecy charts on the back flap, 12 inches by 9 inches. Imagine a book on prophecy that brings a fresh, new, accurate perspective. I don't want you to get one book for $20. I want you to get five books for $30 or 10 for 55 It's called The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. Available at prophecyclub.com. The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. One for 20 No, no, no. Don't do that. You want to get five for 30 or the best deal, 10 for 55 Prophecyclub.com. As you know, I make many broadcasts referring to a list of dreams, visions, audible voices I believe are from God given to Dimitri Dudeman, Michael Boldea, Leslie Johnson, Henry Gruber, Shane Warren, Terry Bennett, Maurice Scalar, Augusto Perez, Doug Metzger, Bree Keaton, and more. Now you can have your very own copy. It's called God's Warnings to America. One for 20, five for 30, 10 for 55 at prophecyclub.com. God's Warnings to America at prophecyclub.com.